I, welcome. We're the, the the two key geeks podcast, and we're here live with with Mike and Ming from Comic Book Man. What's How's up, going, guys? What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to Quarantineville. Uh, Mike and I are safely at home in New Jersey, like they tell us to, and uh, I, I don't plan on leaving anytime soon. Um, no, Mike. I'm, Mike went outside. I'm not either. Mike went outside today. I think. I've been outside almost every day. I've, I've actually been going into the stash, so yay. Well, that's that's better than what I've been doing, because I haven't really left the house except to go to the grocery store. Well, I see your geek collections behind both of you, and it doesn't look like you guys need to le- go anywhere. You guys are fine. No, I've got everything I need here. I'm totally set for the next while. Now, what what do you have behind you? What is it? I see the pops. But, I have yeah. the pops and the autographs and everything. This is this is basically my office and our studio in my house. Daniel usually drives the one mile here, and we do this together. But uh, we're Ooh, socially distanced. Wow. Nice taking the uh, drives the mile. That's <laughs> absolutely. And then Daniel is in his newly organized quarter. Yeah, I'm in my in my man cave hiding out. It, it, this is a this was my this was my pro- quarantine project, right? So like this was what I was going to do while I had nothing to do and I wound up getting it done in 2 days and now I don't know what I'm going to do. Redo it. That's, uh, I figured that'd be... that be I think that's I think that's coming. I think there's going to be a lot of rearranging. Let a cat in there. You'll have plenty to do. No, no, no. So, our All normal right. format, what our normal format is is we usually go to conventions together. We take notes the whole weekend. And then when we get back, we record an episode. We talk about who we saw, what we did, what was good about the convention, what could be better. Uh, as I'm sure the two of you know right now, our format has disappeared. So well, we, don't really, <laughs> we don't really have anything to go do, but we didn't want to stop podcasting. So I'm really glad that y'all decided to make this available. Oh yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll talk about past conventions until, uh, you know, uh, until they pull the plug. Yeah, even if I wasn't there, I'll make it up as I go along. Fine. <laughs> yeah, and Mike. The first time I saw you, I, I believe, was at SuperCon the year before I worked for Ming. That was fourteen, maybe. Yeah. Wow. That was one of our first cons, right, Ming? Like one of our first big cons. Uh, yeah, it was, and um, it was funny. It was one of our first cons, and we didn't know what we were doing, so. Yeah. Normally, when you go <laughs> to a convention and you get invited out as a guest and you've been on TV or the medium, usually you roll in and um, you have like a, you know, you, you charge for autographs. So you bring eight by tens with you. And I guess you have some kind of semblance of, a hey, you know, we'll charge for an autograph. But we rolled in. We didn't we didn't know what we were doing. We had none of that. Um, I think it stemmed from like, well, no one's going to pay for our autograph. We're a bunch of knuckleheads, me, Mike and Brian. So we just yeah. stood there and people were looking at us like, who, what are you guys doing here? If you didn't bring anything, why are yeah. you here? And how much is your autograph? We're like, well, I don't know. We, <laughs> we don't know. And um, luckily, uh, Mike Broder, the guy who promote, who, who started the convention, he came by and he dropped off a stack of eight by tens that he had printed up of us. And we're like, Hey, thanks, man. Um, what do we, what do we do with these? He's like, sell them, you idiot. Make some money. <laughs> sell them. And we were like, really we can do that he's like I, i'm like well what do we charge i'm like I, he's like dude set your own price i don't care you so you guys 
he, he walked away. He's just, shaking his head. He's just like, you guys are idiots. He was disgusted. We the only ones, thank God. So there were other people who were neophytes as well. So Yeah, but he was- I little- remember y'all had an end table. It was like the, the end of an aisle and you had a big banner. I mean, it was a nice setup. Nobody knew that you didn't know what you were doing. So it was fine. Yeah, so, so it sort of looked like we knew what we were doing. Good, excellent. So I I remember I had our friend uh, artist Gavin Smith. I was like, hey, can you make up a little price list? And um, I'm like, what do you guys want to charge? We're like, I don't know, ten bucks, I guess. So we were like, hey, ten bucks for anything. And we had this little sign up on on the thing, and lo and behold, people started paying us for autographs and photos. And um, I didn't even have like an envelope or anything. I was just throwing everything into the backpack that I brought with me. And I remember getting it back and I was counting it at the end. I was like, holy crap, this, whoa, this is, you know, it was a pretty decent sum. And I remember divvying it up and I remember knocking on Mike's hotel room door afterwards. And I threw the money at him. I'm like, enjoy, don't spend it all in one place. Yeah. Here you go. Dumbass. And, I'm like, oh, thanks. Uh, yeah. He was like, what's this for? He's like, this is what we made today. And, um, you know, we are like, we're going to be rich. Like, it wasn't it's more than we made on comic book, man. Yeah. Like, you know, it wasn't like Stan Lee convention money, but coming from three guys who didn't know what they were doing and had no idea that anyone would pay for an autograph. It was pretty awesome. So yeah, I think I went out and partied a little bit that night. It was fun. And I think that started it all for us. Well, especially for you. So yeah, yeah you are literally one of the busiest people that I know. Like I'm busy, but you are, have something. It seems like every single weekend as um, on Facebook. Yeah, I did for a while, and uh, it it was fun. I mean, you know, I, I think all of us go to conventions. Uh, you know, you you've you've worked conventions. You know how much fun it is. So you know, if every weekend a con came to you, it was like, hey, do you want to come to our con? Of course, you would say yes. And uh, sure. yeah, especially if they're like, hey, we'll fly you out and put you in a hotel. Of course, you would go. So that uh, you know, it's a no brainer that I would go as much as I could, as as much as possible. And, uh, you know, the nice side effect is uh, I've gotten to make make a lot of cool friends. Uh, a lot of people go to the same conventions uh, throughout the year. So you see old friends and uh, you get to explore a lot of the country, sometimes the world. So, uh, yeah, we've been very fortunate for sure. That's awesome. I, I've been listening. Daniel and I both have been listening to Ming and Mike for a long time. Y'all still have that show going, right? We do. Yeah. Um, you know, we started the podcast studio, so that's kind of cut into our recording schedule. Um, but yeah, we're, de- we're, we're definitely still recording. And um, I think uh, the Ming and Mike show actually spawned from conventions. Uh, so we, had, we have uh, I Saw Comics, that, um, the, the I Saw Comics podcast. Yeah, people were bitching about us uh, talking about conventions so much. So we're like, screw it. Let's just do another podcast yeah. where we talk about whatever the hell we want. Yeah, including conventions. Because uh, I thought our, our convention travels uh, bore retelling for sure. We got into a lot of shenanigans. We met a lot of cool people. Um, weird, you know, weird things would happen at the hotel bar. And of course, we got to yeah. tell those stories. These stories have to get out if you weren't there. We'll be your eyes into what which Power Ranger got into a fight at the hotel bar. I mean, we, we just got to tell that story, or who was drunk? Which, which comic book man? Yeah, it's true. Right, exactly. <laughs> Spoiler alert: It was Brian. No, Brian never left his room. I think he would <laughs> he literally would've... put the mattress up against the door for almost the entire convention, except when he had to be out on the floor. 
Yeah, and Mike. He, gen- uh, he generally has to be there as well. So yeah, and Ben was there. I, that was the same con where uh, Brian Johnson took Ambien and he thought there were witches in his closet. You remember that? Did you hear that story? No. <laughs> Uh, it was in Miami. Um, just real quick, uh, Brian had taken Ambien. He may have taken a little bit too many. And um, he he was up, he passed out, and he woke up to a string of texts that he doesn't remember sending his ex-girlfriend saying, help, help, there are witches in the closet. They're coming to get me. And it was a, it was an Ambien fever dream that he was going through. trying to gaslight him. Probably. Yeah. Um, but imagine... Yeah, but- yeah, he didn't make it to the floor that next day. No, he didn't. He did not make it. So, oh, we froze. <laughs> yeah. Nope, you're good. I see you. Yeah, everybody's everybody good on my end. Yep, you're good. <laughs> so that was the uh, Brian Johnson Ambien witches in the closet. Uh, that was where that happened at uh, in Miami. <laughs> We're kind of back. Yeah, you're good. I hear you. You guys, you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. Okay, yeah, you're good. You're good. Everybody's putting a lot of strain on the internet during the pandemic. Yeah, you know, but it's keeping us healthy, though, for sure. I Real um, quick, you may have talked about this in past episodes, but what was the last convention that you were able to go to? Uh, Daniel and I actually, we flew up to Richmond. We have family in Richmond, Virginia. And we flew up to Richmond for GalaxyCon just right there in March, right there at the end. Uh, probably one of the last conventions that they had in the country, big ones anyway. Um, we saw O'Halloran there, Jeff Anderson, and quite a few people. But that was the last one we went to. We we hopped on. Daniel, what were the tickets? They were cheap, I think. Yeah, like a hundred bucks. Yeah, round trip. Nice. Oh man, you can't beat that. Um, Mike and I were in Richmond once. Uh, it was a Wizard World show in 2014. Yep. And we witnessed uh, an altercation with Adam West and a stolen hotel room. Yep. <laughs> Do you want to tell the story real quick? Oh yeah, sure. Not a problem. Actually, I was. You were up in your room. I stopped down at the uh, the hotel bar because there were a whole ton of. Uh, people I hadn't seen in like a year. So I walked over saying my highs and um, Brian Johnson, He we all drove down and Brian drove his um, his Jaguar down and he, he comes up to me. He's like, hey, I got a really sweet setup upstairs. He's like, I'm going to go up and uh, hang out in my hot tub. I'm like, your hot tub? I'm like, oh my God. And I thought he was like, crapping me he's like yeah they signed me in um i guess juliet uh i guess our our booker uh had them uh use a uh a pseudonym for me and when she asked me who i wanted i said adam west and so i guess she she got me as adam west so he goes upstairs and i'm like that doesn't sound right there's there's nothing right about this at all. So I'm sitting there talking to a couple of friends and I hear these raised voices and uh, it's Adam West and he's arguing with the the hotel, the desk clerk. And it's like, what do you mean I don't have a room here? What do you mean I didn't check in yet? What What's going on? What kind of place are you running here? And I'm... Uh, the person I was talking to is like, oh, my God, that's Adam West. I've never met him before. Come on, introduce me. I'm like, absolutely not. There is no way I'm going up 
and talking to, to Adam West right now. And yeah, it turns out that Brian stole his room with the jacuzzi and um <laughs> yeah it was a whole suite we we're, we're like wait a minute how come you i got like a little room i'm like mike yeah. did you get a suite he's like no, no like i, I know brian johnson got the suite is well it's because he stole adam west hotel room because he said he was adam west and he deboed adam west room that's that's one of the most brian stories i've ever heard that's a good oh, one. there are many others that are even more Brian than that. So. And I think they tried to get him to give it back, and he was like, "Hell he no! Like, why would I, why would I give that this room?" It's uh, he's like it wasn't my mistake; it was yours. Yeah, so. yeah. But they're like, "We've we've got a closet for you that you can sleep in. It's perfectly fine." Oh, that's awesome! I used to live in Richmond. I like Richmond. Uh, I've been in the Keys now for going on nine years here, and Daniel's been here what? Three, almost three this year. One on three. Um, so we've been here for a while. As you can imagine, on an island, the pop culture scene is not that great. It's uh, hour 15, hour 20 to the closest comic book store. Oh. Um, anything like that. So we're, we're big online ordering people. Everything here comes from Amazon. Wow. So I okay. Yeah, I was going to ask where you guys were. I, I knew you were in Florida. So you guys are chilling in the Keys. Yes, absolutely, hey, buddy. Come on. Oh, duh. Right with it. Duh. Okay, now I get it. Okay, I thought it was more like key issues, Hello, but me. key as in the Florida Keys. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I so no comic shops. I mean, I imagine you have movie theaters and we uh, have a five screen movie theater one, and of course it's closed right now. Yeah. I can see that. Okay, but the trade-off is you're in paradise. It is. It's very nice. Uh, when's the last time y'all were down here? I, I believe I've heard on the podcast somebody was in Key West, but I can't remember who it was. It was probably Brian. Yeah. Actually, not probably. I know it was Brian in uh, Q, and Walt was down there as well. They got Walt out of the stash? Yeah. Wow. I was on the Pop Price Guide the other day. And my Walt Flanagan pop is the most valuable pop in my collection. And that confused me at first. And then I realized that he never goes anywhere. So that's probably why it's, it's the most valuable. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. I was last time I was in Florida, uh, I was at a little convention um, in Miami, actually. It was at that airport convention center that we all met at in 2013. Um uh yeah, so somebody threw a con called UltraCon over there, and yeah, that it was, was like two years ago, wasn't it? Uh, it was last. Uh, it was last April actually, and uh, was it? I, year ago. I um they put my name. They put the, the the program featured my picture very prominently on the front, and they spelled my name wrong. I was like, nice. oh, okay. Well, I think you were the top build guest at that convention. I was, I was one, one of them. I had to work. Yes, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I wish they would have Googled my name. But hey, these these things happen. So, I mean, it's it's eight letters. It's not that hard, right? And it wasn't even the first. It was the last name they spelled Chin C H I N instead of Chen C H E N. But hey, uh, you know what I are you going to do with me? And I, I made sure that they spelled it wrong. Me. Yeah. So I I've kept that program ever since. Just to uh, you know, anytime I, I I anytime I start thinking I'm getting you know I, I'm I'm flying high, I look at that and I was like, oh okay, well. You know what? You're not that cool. No, you're Ming Chin. Ming That's Chin. Right. Ming Chin is awesome. Ming no, Chen, Ming. not so much. Damn it. You wish you were Ming Chin. I wish I was Ming Chin. Yes. So, <laughs> but, 
But we're I'm I'm dying to get back. I love the conventions in Florida. Uh, been to or, uh, Orlando and Miami and Pensacola. That Pensacon is a great convention. Me and Mike. Yeah, uh, Pensacon was the last time I was down there. So yeah, that was amazing. Um, I went to one in Tallahassee a few years ago. Uh, the one that is, that's eluded me and the one city I've been dying to get to, Ben and Daniel is Tampa. And oh, Tampa's yeah. good. We've done uh, Tampa Bay Comic Con. We've gone to that a couple of times. It's a good con. Yeah, I think there's a dude named I don't know his last name. I think his first name's Steve. Uh, I think he also runs one in Indiana, and he had one in Michigan as well. That is so weird. Why would you? I mean, I I know nothing of this state, so I'm gonna run a a con there. I I, I, I just randomly go somewhere. Yeah. Um, like, let's see, Indiana. How about Utah? Utah needs a Comic Con, right? Uh, it would be pretty heavily censored, I'm certain. So, yeah, sure. Uh, they have a very big one in Salt Lake City that uh, they're pretty much a juggernaut. No one can touch that. And um, we were invited there one year, the Salt Lake, uh, for, the formerly named Salt Lake Comic Con, now called uh, Fan X, uh, Fan Expo, Fan X or Salt Lake. I, I can't remember what they renamed it to. Uh, we were invited there one year, but then uh, we had to bow out uh, in order. We had to shoot with Elvira, gentlemen. And yeah, uh, it was a worthy trade-off for sure. And for, you know, we're waiting to get invited back though to Salt Lake City, which will never happen. They're probably like, "You blow us off for Elvira." I, I'm like, I stand by my decision. I, you know, I we that's come on, that's a worthy, that's a worthwhile uh, excuse. That's a definitely oh, yeah. a good excuse. I, I told you, Ming, I stand by it. Yeah, I was she like, she has been. Elvira's been at the last two Spooky Empire conventions here in Florida. Were you uh, there? Tampa and Orlando. Did you yeah. go? So, were you there? I don't know if you heard about this, Mike. So, I think Spooky Empire had come out with a limited Elvira pop figure for Spooky yeah. Empire, and what had happened was, uh, I can't. There was some kind of natural disaster, and they didn't make it in time for the con. Um, they didn't all make it. I think a very limited supply made it, and um, fights broke out. Because Sounds about right. <laughs> fights broke out over her Spooky Empire exclusive pop figure. Um, fisticuffs broke out. Yes. Altercations. Wow, really? That was yeah. Orlando, right, Daniel? Yeah, we were there. We were there yeah. for it. The only time I've ever heard of a fight breaking out onto a con floor, except for that one guy who got stabbed with a pencil. Oh, yeah. Okay. Those are the only two. Yeah, you're, that's, you yeah. make a good point. Um, for as many people attend conventions, for as much alcohol is flowing, and and you never really hear about many fights going on. Um, people are mostly nice. Like that's one of the things I like about going. You don't generally have people that go to conventions that don't want to be there, whether it's the guests or the uh, attendees. Well, I mean, with the exception of like Shatner and Rosemary, sure. yeah, you're right. I understand uh, from a friend of mine who lives in L.A. that Alicia Silverstone is in that crowd as well. But was she throwing elbows? Her. No, just no. She's uh, one of the ones that's uh, not super friendly. Well, for the amount of crap that she's taken for Batman and Robin, I don't blame her. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I get it. Batman and Robin wasn't great, but I, I still have fond memories of a few Aerosmith videos. So. Sure, and Clueless was great. So yeah, so yeah, we uh, actually Shatner was at GalaxyCon in Richmond, but we just steered clear. It's just better. I had already heard that he was over there being curmudgeonly. So yeah, and that's what he is. He's just a curmudgeon. Because I've had 
the two times that I've uh, spoken with Mr. Shatner, he's been very pleasant to me. So the uh, the convention that I worked with you, Ming, we your table was right next to Nichelle Nichols, who is one of the most pleasant people I've ever had the pleasure to absolutely. be around. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, yeah, beautiful inside now. Yeah. Wonderful lady. Uh, we saw Daniel. Where did we see Jonathan Frakes out this year? Was that MegaCon? Yeah, I think it was. It may have been, or it was SuperCon. One of the two. Frakes. I'll just take these off. No, oh, well, we found him. So Frakes told us that now every time he sees her at a convention, he has to introduce himself again. That's really sad as as a fan and just as a human that she's gotten to that point and they're still dragging her out to these things. Well, yeah, it is unfortunate. We, we felt the same way about Billy D. Williams and we all know what happened to Stan in his last couple of years. Yeah. With the, the poor handlers and mismanagement, it's, it's a shame. All had so, to do with greed. It's yeah. crazy. You know, you don't, you hate seeing that in our, in our community. Yeah. I mean, how are things in the great metropolis of New Jersey? Uh, so far, so good. In in my limited, uh, you know, ventures out into the outside world, um, I mean, I guess we're kind of we're near the New York City epicenter, which is a little scary. And um, uh, yeah, whenever I go out, I go out, uh, started wearing a mask. Thank you very much. Uh, Mike brought masks into the studio, so I grabbed one of them. Um, and it kind of stinks that we're at that point, but. But man, I don't want to get sick, and uh, I'm, I mean, I'm sure none of us do. Um, but uh, you know, sometimes going out and seeing just people in masks, it's like a, it's like a really, really bad movie, and um, that come to life, and it's it's really it, weird right now. It is. Are y'all in any type of lockdown or anything? Um, I mean, uh, I think it's a, a little over oh, about two weeks ago. You know, they closed all non-essential businesses, and um, I think I I think we're we're not really supposed to be out after eight. And even okay. if we are out, you know, you're supposed to be going to something like shopping or something essential. So although the list of essential businesses is pretty long, um, the uh, we I mean, we, we're still laughing that uh, specifically medical mar- marijuana dispensaries and liquor stores have been labeled essential businesses. Yeah. He, down here, liquor stores and gun stores are essential businesses. So. Yeah, they actually have uh, gun stores reopened here. They they closed them down for about a week, and uh, an ACLU uh, lawyer got them reopened up. Did you go down I, and uh, stocked up on well, ammo? Yeah. You got some ammo? It's like, I'll no. take... I'll... No, because then the government will know how much you got. It's like, hey, man, um, you got any bandoliers here? I need some bandoliers. It's like... <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Here you go, Mr. Zapsic. You need the Chewbacca one that goes across. <laughs> I, uh, that's one of my side businesses. I'm a licensed federal firearms dealer and I've had a lot of people call and I, I don't stock anything. I just do transfers for stuff. People buy off the internet. I'm still doing them. I'm just taking the paperwork out to their car and then bringing it back in the house and processing it. Um, wow. You have to have about four jobs to live in the keys. So that, um, that's interesting. Um, have you noticed an uptick in, in purchase gun, gun purchases? Huge. Huge. I actually, I went to the range with a buddy of mine and I had a gun that I'd had a long time and I had never shot it and I sucked with it. I didn't like the way it shot. So I threw it on Gunbroker. I wasn't really trying to do anything. I think I paid 250 bucks for it 10 years ago. It brought over $500. 
It's just insane. People are losing their minds. Uh, I'm not buying anything. It's just, I don't need anything. Uh, my main job, I'm a sergeant for the sheriff's office. So oh, I cool. have plenty of uh, toys and supplies, but it's. Uh, I'm thankful that I'm still working. Daniel works uh, in graphic design for a sign shop, and, of course, they're not working right now, so it sucks. Right. And I know Mike, the stash is closed too, right? Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. But I'm going in and, and disinfecting the place inch by inch. So, you know, I've been keeping busy for the I bet that's a job. Yeah. The smell of comics is strong with uh, that place. So, Well, that's a good thing, I guess. But it it's, it's a shame that stuff can't be open. I know people want to get their pulls. Like, I've even heard rumors that the whole print comic industry as a whole is at risk because of this. Um, I don't think it's going to get that bad. Uh, there's always going to be the the hardcore fans like us, and I I just worry for more along the lines of the uh, the indies. Image hopefully is is doing going to do well, and um, you know Dark Horse, but some of the the fringe ones, you know, just might not be able to pull it out pull out of a, a tail, you know, the, the nosedive that this is going to certainly have. So it's a, burden, that, it's a burden on all those groups. Yeah. And that's, that's not unique to the comic industry. You think about how many of these mom and pop restaurants can survive, you know, true. Uh, any small business that's quote unquote, non-essential. Uh, no, I, not everybody has months and months and months of funds in reserve. Most people are just getting by just like yep. everybody else. So it's a, uh, it's a tough time. Uh, the keys we're on a safer at home order, which is kind of like them saying, keep your ass at home. Don't go anywhere, but we're really not going to do anything about it. If you do right type thing, but we have a checkpoint because we only have one road. So they're only allowing uh, deliveries and residents and people who are confirmed to work here in because what was happening, people from Miami were coming down and cleaning out our grocery stores and Miami's one of the hot zones. So they wound up just closing the road, which is controversial, but it seems to have helped quite a bit. We can buy things again. So, I mean, better safe than sorry. And, uh, you know, those are just going to be people bringing in, potentially bringing in the virus. So I'm um, taking all your stuff. I, I yeah. have, do you know, have there been any reported cases on the keys? Yes. We have 30 something cases. Wow, okay. here that's, a, that's actually a lot, um, you know, in, in, uh, in just uh, proportion. Um, yeah. The County has 70,000 residents and it's 112 and a half miles long. So it's not horrible, but I expect an explosion. They announced last two days ago, that one of the cases that they have in Marathon, which is in the middle of the Keys, is uh, a grocery store employee. So, oh, man. how many people's stuff? It was a bagger, I think. Yeah. Oh, my so, God. how many people's stuff is that going to cross contaminate? So, I expect that number is going to keep climbing. Right. And um, have the um, I mean, have you been taking extra precautions at work? Um, wearing masks, uh, gloves, I imagine. Uh, we always wear gloves, but they don't allow us to wear masks. They don't want to scare the public. So 
if we know, like if we have to go to a medical call, you know, somebody's not breathing or something like that, then we would wear a mask. But just in general, our interactions, no, but we are limiting what we do. Uh, we're not taking people to jail for petty stuff, you know, less than 20 grams of weed, suspended <laughs> driver's license. We're just writing tickets for that stuff and moving on because they want to minimize the exposure. If it's petty, we're not messing with it. We're not pulling cars over for going seven or eight miles over the speed limit. It's just, it's unnecessary contact. Gotcha. So Good to know. We're responding to the people that have lost their minds and domestics mostly. Things like that is what we're dealing with right now because everybody's cooped up with their families. All the bars are closed. So, Yeah. And they were never too stable to begin with. No, most of them not. Did either one of you fall into the Tiger King craze? Oh, yeah, for sure. No. <laughs> I tried to watch the first uh, episode. My, I told my wife, I'm giving this five minutes. She's like, give it 10. We gave it 10 minutes. I'm like, this is not for me. Oh, man. Daniel, did you watch any of it yet? We started it, but we've only watched the first episode. Well, last night, one of my guys, one of my underlings... They gave they gave out a call and I don't remember what it was, but I looked at the call and the name seemed kind of familiar, but I was looking for somebody that had a felony warrant. So I was like, they can handle it. They're good. Little did I know the snitch from the Tiger King that ratted him out. Oh, no way. It was him. Lives here. And so he took a picture with my deputy. And I mean, nice guy. But uh, I had no idea. He's been here for years. I guess he owns like jet ski businesses and stuff. But uh, it was really funny. So it was that dude with that weird haircut. The dude with the terrible haircut. Oh my yes. god, that's far. That's, that's, no, that's, that's not saying much. I've seen I've seen the key uh, art for that. Every one of them has terrible haircuts. That's true. I, I that's thought true. that I thought that dude really stood out though. So he, um, well, I guess can't. I don't know how much you can talk about that, but he was involved in the call. Uh, he was there, yeah. I he guess, was there, okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> obviously enough. I can't give any information, but right. it, he didn't do anything. It was just a, a more of he had a question, and I didn't realize. My deputy said he got there, and he was like, this guy looks really familiar. And we realized that's, that's the guy. So it was pretty funny. I didn't know he lived here. Or, I mean, I don't know if he lives here full time, but he owns businesses here. So uh, Now that you bring that up, uh, are you guys familiar with an app called Cameo by any chance? Yes. So uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Cameo is an app on your phone where you can book uh, celebrities to do a voice, um, a video message for you. So like I could send Mike a happy birthday from like William Shatner. Or Ming Chen. Right. Or Ming Chen. Yeah. I'm, I, I recently you went on. bastard. I recently went on there. So they asked me to go on there and you, you set your own price. And I'm like, I don't know. I'll put about 20 bucks. Like that's that seems reasonable. So you can book a, a message from Ming Chen for 20 bucks. Uh, but I saw yesterday the whole any Tiger King cast that isn't in jail right now, you can get a video message from. And I think Ugh. that that dude is charging, I think, a hundred bucks for a video wow. message. And, you know, I can only imagine that you would send a message from him to somebody else as a joke, really. <laughs> like it wouldn't yeah. be a serious message. Um, or to Joe Exotic in jail. Right. I don't know. Yeah, well, he has, he, I think that bitch Carol Baskins gave him the coronavirus because ah. he's tested positive and now he's in isolation. He's in the hospital ward at the jail with corona. So, Is that true? Yes. Oh, yeah. It was in the news yesterday. He got, he got the Rona and he's, uh, he's now he can't answer his fan mail or anything. He's in the medical ward. So, 
What'd she do? Duke somebody three packs of Luckies for uh, uh, them to cough on him? I don't know. Probably. Yeah. It, it's crazy, but nonetheless. So other than being locked in the house most of the day, everything's been okay down here. I mean, we d- we're fortunate that we have a good community here. Everybody's pretty chill, laid back. Uh, we've got restaurants that are cooking and feeding people that are laid off. And I mean, that's it's awesome. a good thing. It's just uh it's a sucky situation the whole world's in. I mean, y'all have had quite a few cancellations for your con schedules, right? Uh, yeah, I think um, I had uh, I, I, I shows booked from, you know, from March until October. And uh, a lot of them have announced that they postponed till later on in the year. Um, a couple of them canceled outright. Um, and, you know, the, I think these postponed ones will probably, I, I mean... If they if they happen, it'll 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 be good and bad. It'll be good that they're able to continue. But I, I you know, even if they find you know a cure, this thing subsides by say May. Uh, you know, how long is it going to be until people are comfortable being in large crowds again? Um, and then you know, not to mention the economic impact. No one's making any mo- no one has any money right now. So you know, when when everything comes back, uh, when are people going to be comfortable spending money? on you know a luxury autograph that they, they, they don't really need right now it's gonna it's gonna take a while for everybody to recover and um, Ming, you're you're actually calling yourself a luxury oh yeah well a, a ming chen autograph is definitely a luxury item that is de- like definitely a luxury it's, item it's is not necessary i'll put it that way i think isn't, isn't the definition of a luxury item like something that costs a lot of money that you really don't need like that's does it cost a lot of money? It's, it's relative, all... relative to what you're getting. Yes, it's right, a luxury right. item. So yes, okay. <laughs> fair enough. I'm I'm just keeping you humble. Yeah, Ming-Kin. I'm trying, but uh, yeah, I, I I'm bummed out. As you guys know, like you know, there were, there were times I, I would go every weekend or you know at least a couple times a month, and um, uh, now those are not happening, and uh, uh, I loved it, but there, I mean, there's nothing I can do, and uh, there's nothing I can do but stay home. And stay sane and, you know, by podcasting, you know, hopefully entertain some people and keep them sane as well. Um, so, I mean, the uh, what's what's been happening lately is uh, a lot of people have been throwing online virtual conventions uh, in which, uh, you know, um, they're bringing on celebrities or just guests to talk via, uh, you know, via uh, live streaming. Um, they're bringing a lot of artists to do live commissions or sell their sell their stuff live on streams and uh, i think i think it's a it's a good and noble effort to keep it going um obviously it's not nearly the same experience but uh i, I like to see people at least trying for sure it's it, i've seen some of the virtual cons daniel what was our next convention we were going to uh, megacon was oh, this man. month like two weeks yeah. oh yeah. man yeah. which is well, a megacon's co- the biggest con we go to every year it's huge that's a but great one that's put off and it's put off to counting his money going, yeah, I sold at just the right time. Yeah, that's uh, that convention's postponed until a weekend that I'm out of town, which sucks. Right. Uh, the next one after that that we had scheduled is Spooky Empire in Orlando, which is the small spooky. They do two shows. They do a small one in Orlando at a hotel, which is always great. And then they do a big one in Tampa at the Tampa Convention Center. Yeah, we... Uh, we were at uh, a con like the week before the Spooky Empire. Uh, when was that, Ming? That was that was in Orlando. 
Uh, it had to be MegaCon then. I think that's the only time I went. I was in yeah. Orlando with okay. you, and uh, yeah, you're right. That's a that that's a that was a fun convention. We had a, we had a, yeah. we had a, we had a ton of fun um, there, and uh, we we weren't even like we had, we kind of had our own table. I think at that convention. I mean, we we, we weren't part of the cool. guests, but we were. We were announced as guests, but we were we were plot right in the middle of the uh, convention floor. Yeah, we weren't by the autograph section. Yeah, but we had fun, man. People, a lot of people came out and uh, and hung out with us, and uh, we had we had a pretty we had we had a lot of fun. Um, I think uh, Brian, he was you know cranky as usual. I think because they didn't have any water for him, he couldn't find water. Had, no, but he had a great time. He actually. Um... He got to meet uh, Heather Langenkamp, and he was actually kind of <laughs> happy about that. that. That's all it took. Uh, yeah, I, it was little, like, yeah, it was nice. Little was one on little one on one with uh, Heather um, uh, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street's Heather Langenkamp. Yeah. Or uh, nice. just just the ten of us, Heather Langenkamp. Right. If if Brian doesn't wake up screaming, he won't wake up at all. Right. <laughs> I'd be happy. I haven't seen Brian in a while. Is he doing okay? He's doing great. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's down. He lost about 120 pounds. Would you say, man? Uh, it sure looks like it. Yeah, he's yeah. lost a ton of weight. Very um, fit. He, yeah, he, he, yeah, he's he's, enga- he's engaged. He's yeah, got, what? He's got to a, a woman half his age. To, great. to a woman, half his yeah, age. To a woman, half his age. <laughs> nice. I, I, last time I saw him was the convention I worked with you and him. Uh, Daniel and I actually went last year. Was it last year, Daniel? We went and worked uh, Supercon. We hung out for one day of it with Kevin Joseph, who does Tart, which whose shirt I'm wearing today. Yeah, we're big Kevin uh, Joseph fans, big Tart fans. Um, uh, yeah, I think he just had a new release lately. We uh, I end up seeing him at uh, New York Comic Con um, usually, and uh, yeah, Tart's a, Tart's a great book if you haven't picked it up. Yeah, Kevin and I became good friends at that convention that you and I met at and we've been friends since then. So, uh, we went and worked his table, helped out carry crap and, you know, meet people so he could walk around a little bit. And, uh, we had a good time at Supercon last year, but this year it's, it, they haven't delayed it yet, but it's kind of on the fence. I think, uh, we'll try to go if we can, but yeah. And, every- um, I've been reading, of course, the big question mark is whether San Diego, San Diego comic con is going to happen this year. Um, doesn't look like it. Yeah, I was going to say, you want to lay odds? No, not at all. I would not. I, I'm not a betting man, Mike, but I would not bet on those odds. I would not either. Uh, especially since right now it's a, you know, it's a, it's a hospital right now. Um, Is it? yes. And, um, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, normally it happens, I think second week in July and, uh, you know, it's international. So you got people coming from like a hundred countries, into into that i don't yeah i don't and i don't know if they're able to postpone it even if that's even physically possible i don't know if it i think it's one of those things that's so big if they can't do it they would just have to do it next year i don't think they could shift it yeah but um i was thinking of the economic impact on the city of san diego i think uh it's huge I keep hearing, you know, just crazy numbers like, oh, San Diego Comic Con, that's like 40% of the the money that comes into San Diego every year. Like I've heard, I've heard all kinds of crazy numbers, whatever that the true be, number is, it's I, big. I don't think that that's maybe 25%. I think so. Yeah. I don't think, I think 40 was an exaggeration. But. Yeah. I would have to say, cause that's, that's an enormous amount, especially for, I mean, San Diego's, it's a port town for God's sakes. Right. 
It's a lot of money, though. Yeah, but... Mike, um, I, I was listening to the pandemic episode of Ming and Mike that y'all recorded <laughs> for the for the lockdown. You and Daniel actually have a real similar backstory. Uh, both of you did a lot of time in restaurants before you got older, while you were young. Daniel, I am so sorry, buddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wow, I mean that's a that's a, I could do a whole episode about my time in restaurants. Oh God, uh, I I could tell you. Did you Probably ever read? Uh, I'm sorry, what? Probably do one for each restaurant. Oh my God, yes. Uh, did you ever read? Um, uh, did you ever read Kitchen Confidential by Bourdain? Anthony no, Bourdain? you know what? I really want to. It's awesome, and um, you you should take the time. It's, it's all worth it. And especially if you were in the trenches, you'll, you'll understand. You'll oh. be like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That was, that was 15 years. Yeah. It was, um, how long did I was in the restaurant industry for, oh my God, for yeah. 14 years. Never again. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm, I, I like, yeah. I like the industry I'm in now. Done my time. I don't have to go to purgatory. I'm good. Ming, you, you're, what's your background? Didn't you start off in the nineties doing like web design for Kevin? Uh, I did. Yeah. I, um, I learned, uh, I, uh, first I saw clerks in 95 when it came out on VHS, uh, concurrently this, this crazy dude showed me how to build websites while I was in college and I kind of mashed up the two and, uh, made a clerks fan website and, um, um, I was I was hoping to just kind of reach other Kevin Smith fans that were out there and other Clerks fans because none of my friends would watch the movie since it was in black and white. And uh, yeah, what ended up happening was uh, Kevin saw the site and he ended up calling me and asking me if I would uh, make more websites for him for his uh, upcoming future movies. And um, uh, yeah, that's how that's how we met. And uh, it was kind of cool that he just contacted me out of the blue, which. Um, this was pre pre Facebook, pre Instagram, no Amazon, no Google, um, no uh, no live streaming. So you know, contacting somebody that you kind of loved and liked and admired in in Hollywood or in the movie or I mean anywhere, anyone famous was not as easy as 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 it is now. So, but uh, yeah, shortly after that, I ended up uh, moving to Jersey and working for him full time. And uh, that led to podcasting, and somehow I wound up on a TV show with him. So go figure. Yeah, I don't, really I, don't I don't know how that happened, but that's They're like we need to make this this thing ethnically diverse. Who could we get? Hey, uh, you know, right, right, uh, right, ethnicity, right time, I guess. So yeah, yeah, it worked out. I mean, I, I could you imagine comic book man? like four old white dudes yelling at each other about comics. <laughs> I don't know if be if it would be as fun. We already have that show. It's called Impractical Jokers. Yeah, true. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, or the Big Bang Theory, except one of the dudes is um, from India. so Something like that. Yeah, technically yeah. he's Asian. Yeah. So. All right, so, yeah, they've got their Asian dude. I like to think Honestly, I added some flavor. I, I bet that AMC wishes they had ended The Walking Dead and kept your show now. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't hear good things. I, I'm about two seasons behind, but. So. Yeah, me too. I I kind of stopped watching when we got canceled. Yeah, it's kind of lost its luster. Kind of when I stopped watching. No, wow, That's cool. Yeah. yeah, they 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 took down the whole Legion of Walking Dead fans by taking down the little show that came on after it. So I mean, I felt like that was the prize at the end of the cereal box. Yeah. Oh, thank you. 
I love so Daniel. Daniel, why don't you tell us what's on the? I, I'm staring at. I'm. I'm not trying to stare at you. I'm trying to figure out what is behind you. Okay. What action figures? Oh, let me put my glasses on so I can tell you accurately. Yeah, what okay. line of uh, figures? <laughs> oh, my, uh, oh, da- Daniel's got oh, a plethora of, of loose action figures behind him. Yeah, there's there's also, there's so many in here. These are all the Food Fighters uh, from Mattel Toys in the late '80s. Uh, and just recently, uh, a toy company called Bam Toy Co. I'll give them a shout out because I really like them, guys. Uh, they 3D printed this refrigerator playset that was uh, an unproduced prototype from the from like a toy catalog in the 90s. It never got released. Wow! So they they released that, and that's really cool. And then there's what's above them? So those are horror figures, Freddy's and Jasons, Leatherfaces, and that sort of stuff. And then these are all Alien and Predators. Pretty much all of this. That's all the NECA and McFarlane toys, Alien and Predator figures. And then the whole—that's not one shelf. That whole room looks like that. Yeah, we can tilt up. Wow. And then I—I'm on a spinny stool, so I can spin it around. Holy crap! That's awesome. There is no wasted wall space there, my friend. No, and, and my brother has always triggered my OCD because I keep everything perfect and in the box, and he tears everything. To this day, you can't give him wow. anything that's, like, rare or expensive because he's going to open the damn thing. Well, then buy it opened. That's, that's what, yeah, that's, that's what he does. Buy, ben, for Christmas, save you a ton of money. Yeah. I buy a lot of stuff that's already opened. Although, I, Ben, I'm pretty uh, pretty impressed with your wall of Funkos. Yeah, we have. I've got my regular Funkos there. I have a display case in here with all my signed Funkos and some uh, signed comics, and then all the autographs on the wall. On the other side, I have a pin board with enamel pins and stuff. We, this is uh, the room my wife gave me when we bought the house. So, well, uh, cool. some of my stuff bleeds out, but not too much of gotcha. it. Gotcha. Is there a pinhead, uh, a signed pinhead photo up there? Yes, that is uh, Doug Bradley and Clive Parker on Excellent. the pinhead. Yeah. I, for a second there, we used to have uh, Walt had a signed Motel Hell, Rory Calhoun uh, with the the chainsaw. I don't know if you remember that old movie. I know, I know the I know the movie. That's that's our mom's favorite horror movie. Great yeah, movie. You know, uh, she'll have to forgive me. I don't remember if it was her birthday or if it was Mother's Day. I got her a French Motel Hell movie poster, uh, <laughs> but it was a, it was a subway poster, so it's about six feet tall. And about four feet wide, and uh, I took it to the frame shop to have it framed, because I was like, "That's a good gift." Yeah, my mom loves; she loves horror movies. And then the frame wound up being almost a thousand dollars. So yeah, always Just me a subway poster. Always, that kind of framing. Frame All right. Well, I mean, now you—that's elevated your favorite son, though. So it was worth it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've got to reclaim that title now. But that was a cool <laughs> gift. Yeah, she she's pretty easy to shop for because every time we go to a convention, I just try to find a horror autograph she would want. Yeah, she's pretty easy. And uh, don't worry, Mike. Uh, that pop collection back there—we're in there. We're part of the pop. Oh, cool. You are. Oh, you're in the display case. You are. Nice. I have all four comic book men and. Two Kevin Smiths. I figured, you know, it was a good ratio. So y'all, y'all are on my top wall too. Yep. Oh, thanks, guys. Yes, we appreciate that. That's awesome. Uh, speaking of which, I think uh, so. I I randomly bought a Mike Zapsic pop figure on eBay live on Facebook. Uh, what was that two or three days ago? Yeah. For I think thirty two bucks shipped. 
and uh it should be here right now i think it's sitting outside of our studio right now is that the signed one from the run you did at the stash no yeah. it unsigned oddly enough it was unsigned which we're not really sure how that got out uh we signed That's weird we signed what we thought was everyone in existence because um, we had a whole signing party at the store, but this one did not have it. So either they wiped it off or one snuck out of the uh, the Funko vault and um, and yeah, got out somehow. Selling, or it's a bootleg. I mean, who the hell would bootleg <laughs> a Mike Zapsack? I want to I <laughs> see the Mike Zapsack. $32 to do it. I want to see the Mike Zavzik bootlegged, uh, like your your half of your goatees, your facial hair is yeah, falling off. The the name spelled wrong on the package, Mike Z- Zipchuck. <laughs> like, what the hell Mike Zipchuck? What's what? There is a pretty good opportunity for somebody to make a Ming Chin bootleg. Yeah. There is somebody. Yeah, get on that. Somebody Ben could make a Ben yeah. Ming Chin. Yes, Funko Ben. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, just what, throwing it out there. Yeah, what what, Son- yeah, what Sonic book men? Like I don't know. Like that's all, that's <laughs> boy transformation. Yes, comic dude guys. Yeah, like what? Huh? Um, all right, so I love, tra- I love bootleg stuff. I'm a I'm a sucker for all that. So uh, tracking yeah. says it'll be here tomorrow. So I was trying to prove to somebody we were podcasting with how easy it was to get our pop figures now, and um, it was. Yeah, especially mine. Yeah, they're out there. It's but you know if you're uh, if you're really bored and you're looking for stuff to buy, the uh, comic book and pop figures are out there on the secondary market. That's awesome. They only made a thousand of them. You would think they would be a little harder to find than they are, but nonetheless. Well, they made eleven hundred and twenty of them. Nice. I think they, 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 they great hands a lot. We did the first run when they uh, it was the flagship. Uh, what does it say on there, Ming? The the flagship. They had an opening night, which they didn't like the sticker, so they dumped it. And then they did like flagship, the uh, the flagship HQ. Yeah, there's Funko HQ on it. Yeah, on, 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 on twenty of those. And those were sold out in like a couple hours. hours. Yeah. And those are extremely valuable now, even though, if I'm not mistaken, they're the same pop in a different box with a sticker on it. No, actually, they changed our shirts. Did they? Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah I don't have those. They were out of my price range by the time I realized. Uh, hey, man, if anyone wants there. one, you, you can come down and fight for it. Like, you, like t- two men enter, one man leaves with the Mike Zapsic, uh one in one twenty Funko Pop figure. I'd be up for that, like a Thunderdome for the pop figures. You'd have to do all four of them, though, Ming. Or would it be, yeah. you know, they advance and... Yeah, you go to the next level. Yeah, I guess Brian would be the last boss. No, I, I would have to say Walt would be the last one. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, it would be like Keep a game of... It would be like a game of death uh, style or like a blood sport where you have to fight 100 people in one day. Yes. No, I think he's trying to get us to be the, the people who go into the... The octagon. Oh, you have to- no, that's not what happens. Uh-oh. It's the people who want the pops. Me, I already yeah. got mine. I don't care. <laughs> Speaking of uh, of coming up there, we we have been talking about making a pilgrimage to the stash for quite some time, and don't do it now. You know, well, the, yeah, the, now the pandemic's going on. I uh, I, yeah, especially since it's closed, so that doesn't help. But I went on the website the other night for airplane tickets and i was like okay let's just presume that this is done in may and we can go outside again 
So I picked a random weekend in May that I was off. Round trip tickets from Fort Lauderdale to Newark were $38. I was like, I can make this happen. You should do that. But hell, even if we're not open, I'll open for you. It's uh, (laughs) for 38 bucks. You know, I was like, we could come podcast. We could hang out a little bit. It'd be a nice trip. But promise uh, to spend what you would have spent on the round trip tickets at the stash. I'll open the doors for you. (laughs) It's uh, we're going to make that happen at some point. I don't know when it's going to be. $38? $38. The airlines apparently are hurting. So I would book it now. I'm going to monitor that situation and make that happen. I don't know when, what weekend it'll be, but it's going to happen. I told you, I, wouldn't, I would open the doors for you. Even if we're nice. still closed, I'd open them for you. You, you would break the local ordinance? Uh, maybe sneak in the back door. The back, the back door, yeah. Right. Who's this guy? Uh, he works here. We're, we're cleaning yeah. the store. It's like, okay, yes. sir. I'll wear a Jay and Bob shirt up there. Be okay. He's an exterminator. I mean, uh, you're in the store. I imagine Red Bank's pretty empty right now, but has anyone tried to pull on the door? Or has anyone tried to come in while yeah. you were there? Really? Yeah, yesterday <laughs> there were people, guys pulled up. They're like, oh, they're closed. I'm like, are you? And I was on the other side. I'm, right. I'm watching them. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, what isn't closed? Where did you people come from? Hold on, back up. So there were a bunch of dudes in a car. They're they're tourists? Yeah. Looking to get in the store? Yeah, New York plates. Oh, well, okay. That, I guess that explains a lot. They're probably from it Staten explains Island. explains nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can tell you, I, I've talked to the officers that are working our checkpoint. And as much as I like people, I greatly dislike humanity. There are people coming into the checkpoint. There's billboards advertising it. And they're going, oh, well, you know, we're bored. We're just going for a drive. So we're going down there. No, you're not. Go home. You're not supposed yeah. to be out of your house anyway. You're going home or you're going to hell. I mean, I, and I'll well, send you there. No, we had to take one to jail the other day. We literally, and I argued that that was giving them what they want because the jail's in the county. So they're here now, but we had to take the lady to jail. She would not move her car. So they had to pull her out and take her to jail. It's crazy. Well, it's not like she's here vacationing. I mean, she's in well, jail and that's yeah. going to her for the rest of her life. <laughs> what were you in but, for? For being stupid? Yeah. And and they're having two to four hundred cars a day. They're having to turn around and send back because they have no business here. So I get it. I I understand exactly how you feel. It's it's crazy. Um, Before we get out of here, your prediction in the Ming and Mike episode for the pandemic was three more weeks of this crap. What have you adjusted that at all yet, Mike? Did we say three weeks or did somebody say three weeks? I think I said three weeks. Yeah, um, Mike said I'm, three weeks. I would I would love for it to be over in three weeks. Um, I'm will I hold my breath that long? No. Um, hopefully by by the first or second weekend in May, that would be ideal. I mean, but you know, you hear the stuff on on the news. You know, it's going to get worse before it gets better, and. I don't know how many people are dying up in New York City. My wife wanted me to ask you since you're, you know, in the police. Are they piling up the bodies in the streets? Ask him. I'm like, I'm not going to ask him that. But of course, I, I had to ask you. But no, uh, actually here we have only had one confirmed death here and our morgue can handle that. We're good. OK, um, 
if things went to hell in a handbasket, I believe that they have a semi-trailer that's refrigerated that they park at the morgue. Like that's what they do for the hurricanes. Okay. Um, so that's probably the plan here. And I think that that's what they're doing up in the city and in the places where it's really affected is they're using refrigerated trucks, which is, uh, it's unfortunate that they have to do that, but yeah, I, know. I, I guess it works easier than anything else. It, uh, yeah. Yeah. Up in New York City, they've got uh, Central Park. You know, they've got the uh, the tent hospital going. So, yeah, the world's starting yeah. to look like the movie Outbreak. I watched that at the onset of this, and it's kind of eerie how much it looks like it in some places. Yeah, and Dustin Hoffman, not an attractive man. No, <laughs> still famous though. Oh, still very famous. famous. That's Five what you. Foot- that's what you took away from that movie. Is like, man, that's an ugly guy. Yeah, seriously. Uh, you know, if there's one guy who should die during the outbreak, it's the really short, ugly guy. Yeah. So who knows? I, I hope that we get back to normal sooner rather than later for everyone's sake, especially the people who are out of work right now. But uh, yeah. I really appreciate both of you doing this. If, if we wind up continuing lockdown, we'll book another session with you. This has been fantastic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're, we're here. Sure. Thank you so much. Daniel, do me a favor, and and can you not talk so much next time? Oh, yeah, I know, right? No, I'm a chatterbox. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're Thank y'all very oh, much. Thank you. I appreciate this both awesome. of you. Yeah, and, and I'll, be looking, I'll be looking for you to book uh, your your airline tickets up to New York for 30 Absolutely, I'll message you, or I'll send an email to the uh, podcast studio. Yeah, next time, you're, um, next time you're on, you know, just roll your pennies and uh, pay for it that way. <laughs> Oh, no, I, I got that covered. I'm working off-duty jobs all weekend this weekend for security. So I, I, the 38 bucks I'm good with. No, Ben, ben I'm telling you, roll the pennies because I want to <laughs> see somebody pay uh, an airline in pennies. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, and I want to see them cash take it down to the uh, the bank. I just love, I have this picture in my head where, you know, Ben, you know, you give him a secret knock and you'll let him in the store. I have this picture in my head from the dudes who rolled up yesterday of you taunting them behind the glass. Going, <laughs> what were you thinking? Just like taunting them. And like, and <laughs> that, that's- yeah, that, I actually sent out the golden tickets to him. It's like, Mike said to come here now. Mike, Mike who? I don't know. No, Mike. Yeah. yeah right. The end. Mike Zipchuck. What's yeah, going yeah, on? Mike Zipchuck. That's awesome. Well, stay safe, gentlemen. Yes, thank you so much. Stay nerdy. Thanks for for having us on. Both of you, thank you for joining us. Hopefully we'll talk to you soon. You will. See everybody later. (laughs) Thanks, me. Bye, everybody.